Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. You know what real love is. I do. And that's why I'm Duncan Fisher. Duncan Fisher, the voice of this cruddy planet known as Solaris 7. Real love was that time that my third ex-wife didn't get my beach house because my guy was able to prove she cheated on me before, well, before I cheated on her. <laughs> Score one for justice, eh? <laughs> no, real love is that time that my only way home after a night of drinking was draped over the shoulders of a Russell-Huggian street lady named Bulga. <laughs> oh, she didn't charge me mileage, and she would have been totally right to do so. <clears throat> I, I, I never did find my car the next day. Oh. oh, but no. Seriously, folks, I do know what real love is. Despite what Mrs. Christine Ederly, wife of the Solaris 7 Games Commissioner, accused me of during our secret affair. I totally kept our secret, Christine, and I'm never telling anybody. Anybody! I promise. Oh. You see, you see that mech on the wall over there? Well, no, I guess you can't, but, but I see it. Kind of. She was mine. Oh, and she was my true love. Poor old girl. I didn't treat her right. Oh, you didn't let me down, baby. I let you down! I... Oh... I, I'm Duncan Fisher, and you're listening to me because I'm talking. I, I might need to, I, I think I, I, I think I need. I, this has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 77. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is June 12th, 2013, and my shout-out, it's going to go to the Portland Growler Company, specifically to these guys, and for one reason, they sent me and Darren some growlers custom-made with some graphics, and uh, we'll post this link in for you for the picture, and I just want to say thank you again, guys, for doing that. That is awesome, and uh, yeah, I, I, I was totally blown away. It's like 64 ounces, it's gigantic, and of course... Mine has the Marauder on it, and Darren's has the Archer, so freaking sweet. 
so yeah, uh, definitely awesome. Um, makes me want to find some moonshine to stick in mine, and also I want to play in a hillbilly band now and play the jugs. Is that what you? <laughs> yes. My name is Darren, and uh, also known as Bombadil. And my shout out today goes to Garth, who is a little bit under the weather. He's not feeling so well, so he won't be with us today. Garth, I hope you feel better soon, buddy. And also to Apostle and Prophet, my uh, my friends down in Southern California, and uh, towards the gathering that we will hopefully be having later this summer some tabletop i have been getting the emails from everybody that is interested i'm keeping your emails uh safely stored so that uh, when we do get some more information i can contact you guys and let you know what's going on so thank you all for that and more info coming soon all right brandon who do you have hello this is brandon also known as catcher kill and tonight my shout outs are going to mexpex mwog and aces because we're always recruiting <laughs> whore whore <laughs> yeah i'm not going to deny that <laughs> All right, Laura, what about you? Hey guys, this is Laura, aka Baby Wolf, and my shout out tonight goes to my shield brother, Tig, at the Shield Wall of Rosalhog <laughs> for an amazing pulled pork recipe. Awesome, George. My shout out is going to go to the game Dying Light, which has premiered at uh, E3 just this week. It's a zombie game, but with running, doing like parkour moves and stuff, and yes, I have been working on this, so. And of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience members. It looks like more and more people are streaming in. And of course, to all of our new listeners, wherever you are in the world, hopefully you enjoyed tonight's show. And we ask, hey, if you like what we're doing with everything from comics to YouTube videos to two podcasts to Twitch events to, oh my gosh, it keeps going on. Hey, there's a tip jar on our right side of our website. Head over there and show us some love. We'd appreciate it. Thanks. Doing a little shopping online, maybe Amazon or Newegg or Tiger Direct. If so, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon, Newegg, and Tiger, Tiger Direct buttons on our website. Uh, over there on the right side, scroll down a little bit, you'll see them. Won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. And just a quick note on uh, too, we've had a few people inquire and you know, this is one thing that we've always sort of had to fight, but uh, is the release of the podcast. Uh, I just want to give a quick uh, acknowledgement to Max, of course, our audio engineer who does an amazing job, but you know, hey, real life comes up and this guy's doing it for free. And one of the things we are moving towards is actually setting him up on a contract to be able to pay him for his services. So again, we ask you, hey, if you have the ability Go donate, help out with that because, you know, we do want to help these guys because they're doing an amazing job and, you know, to kick back to them. And that's our whole goal here is to, you know, they're helping us and we're helping them. So and, if you can head over there and do that. And that also paying him translates into quicker turnaround. So it'll be a win-win. Mm -hmm. And today's nope. Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway, if week six is another TRO 3039, check this out. Make sure to head over there and enter. And I just want to give a quick shout out to the individual who won week five. I sent him an email. He's already responded. So I will get that in the mail tomorrow. So oh, uh, check this out. All right, and we're going to be moving on to sort of a discussion tonight with you guys out in the audience. We really like these. I like these, at least, so we're doing it. So I don't care what Darren says. He thinks you're all evil. No, not I really. I don't want to hear any of your ah. voices. But anyways, I just want to give you guys some topics to think about. And, uh, you know, I will lead one of these and uh, uh, specifically, uh, anyways, I'll get into that. So first off, I guess here's some topics to think about. Battletech movie, who would you want as the director? What year? What timeline? Um, we're going to be talking a little bit later about the clan invasion. And I had something I wanted to bring to your guys' attention and get your guys' feedback. Here's another topic you guys can talk about. MechWare online right now is high alpha damage. Is it a problem? And how do you guys see it being fixed? Uh, we've got uh, characters and novels that you didn't like and why. 
I've got a few right off the top of my head. I could strangle a few. Um, and did the technology and battle tech in the novels advance too quickly? What are your thoughts? Those are just a few off the top of my head. Uh, but we're just going to go ahead and open it up. And what you guys do is X up and we'll have Boo call on you and we'll go from there. So, uh, yeah, here we go. I like the idea of Woody Allen directing the Battletech movie. <laughs> All right. So right now, if you guys have any questions, any topics that you want to talk about specifically, X up. Boo's going to call on you and we'll go from there. That's hey, we can also take questions from our host. So if anybody has something they want to discuss, then speak up. But it looks like we have someone there. I want to know who wants to, who Phil wants to strangle. <laughs> Me. Most? Every day. All right. First up, we've got Nether Dawn. Go to unmute and ask away. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Okay, so the question I have is like, we we seen the inclusion of UAV and seismic sensor. And to me, that's like how uh, how information warfare can be integrated to the game. But I feel right now that the seismic sensor is too powerful. Do you think they should rebalance that, or do you think they should just add something else that can counter that, such as you know like a decoy that creates quakes at somewhere else? This is, actually, this is actually this is actually a really good question because we yeah. were just talking about this um, this past and we week. We talked about implementation and then countering that, and why put it in the first place if you're just going to make a counter? We are always talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, because the way I look at it is it got implemented right. Lights for me, um, if you look at MWO's pillar, you know, community pillars and pillar of warfare, the information is a huge thing, and we all talk about like light max. Like right now, light max sort of get shafted on with the seismic sensor because like even if you have ECM and you're trying to be sneaky. You, you can't like in and, and I feel like seismic sensor needs it needs touched on whether it's like directional I don't know you know just an idea whether it's tuned down as far as its range is too far right now um, because I feel like you can't sneak up on anybody who doesn't have it now that being said not everybody carries it surprisingly enough but for me with the UAV I love the UAV I love I don't use it I Darren does I always ask him to pop it and I feel like I need to utilize that more um, but information like having knowing where they are is a huge part but for me seismic sensor is it's a little bit OP right now and I feel like if you don't have it you're at a severe disadvantage and when you do or I should say you're at no more disadvantage than you were before other than the fact that someone who has it knows exactly where you are and you have no idea where they are so what um, we're seeing what as a result is people like one side crowding behind a rock the other side crowding behind their cover and nobody's coming forward because everybody knows exactly where everybody is you can see who has seismic sensor based on their movement um i do like the idea of scaling it maybe the lighter mechs leave less of a signature maybe you have, they have to be super close before you reach them the assaults what about you know, the pings the time them. when you get the pings how about you slow that down so it's not you know what every like second i mean what are you what, okay so to open up to you guys out there in the audience what do you guys think um do you have any um, well another dawn what do you think do you have a, a response do you have a feeling uh yeah in what do you guys think it is way too powerful it it makes you know trying to cause personally i like playing a lot of light backs that I, I don't like taking hits, so I like going from an angle that they would expect, like getting behind them from the side, then getting out there before they notice I'm there. But with seismic sensor nowadays, it's almost impossible to do that. So I think yeah. they at least need to reduce the range and and maybe like the, with the dot you see on the map, maybe not make it so specific. Maybe make it like a oh, there's some move, general movement here, but you're not sure where exactly it is. Yeah, so maybe you slow down the amount of times it pings as well. Like it's not a pinpoint accurate. It's sort of a uh, 
a general direction like it just sort of uh highlights a, a a larger circle but you don't know exactly like oh well something's on your six but you don't know necessarily because like right now you can you can go to like oh well hey he's at the top of the ridge near the drop ship he's actually behind the drop ship you know like you can be so pinpoint accurate right now that it's the feedback uh, though i'm getting from everybody is that everybody that's using it loves it obviously but <laughs> at the same time everybody that's using it agrees that it's probably a little bit op what, what about, about increasing the... the general like seismic activity on certain maps so it's not as universally useful oh, well what i was thinking too is they talked about like um modules being counter um you know to where you could put a uav to where it creates or not a uav you could put a module on to where it creates randomized um you know on your enemy sensors it creates random you know pings for seismic and and stuff like that and so you can imagine a light mech <laughs> could be it's information warfare you know electronic warfare at that time it's sort of like ecm but in another regards of instead of it just being uh you know shutting down these systems it's saying you know hey if they have these systems it's going to play with them a little bit more um but we had we had someone uh pericles go yeah, ahead pericles. Uh, do you have some opinion on this I was gonna say uh, maybe they should uh, implement it for lights only because I mean it is a scouting tool. So I mean not really. Well, I'd say nerf the ping a little, but you know just limit it to light max. Like I pilot lights and I pilot mediums. And honestly, I'm a but medium. is it supposed to be only for scouts? I don't think that's the point. I think it's 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 a module that's for everything. But how does it benefit a light over an assault? Right. Right. Well, I mean maybe you could add more. Like if it's on a light mech, there are certain, I, I wouldn't know how they would do it, but they would add more functionality to it if it's on a light mech over, let's say, an assault mech or something. Could make it to where the pings happen a little bit quicker. Um, I feel like when, right now with seismic, is you're getting immediate feedback instantaneously on this, right? You know where the, the mech's going if you have a ping on them. You slow that down to where it's only happening every two seconds, three seconds. You may see a ping, but when you look up, he's already gone around the corner or on your flank. And, it's, you know, it's sort of like um, it, it should be used as a tool and not a go to for everything. And it solves everything. So I feel like they could do pings on a quicker base based on weight class. Uh, but then again, you don't want to make it so that like it just creates a light mech. Um, you don't want to yeah. overbalance it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to just make Zolan, you had a comment. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, well, what if you guys had, uh, like, your mech interferes with that uh, ability? Yeah, you're talking about a counter. Yeah, I think if you had uh, another module that they can easily come down uh, the road. Now, one thing about the UAVs, too, you can shoot them down. I haven't seen a whole lot of people do that, though. I, I don't know if it's, they just don't look up. Fine, that's why. No, I, I saw one. I, it was on no, Twitch event. I, I looked up and I shot it down. Them. If well, you're looking up, I'm going to call you on not I don't see them very much. I, I honestly, I don't see them very much. And for me, I think they're so powerful. Like, when you drop one, uh, when we're doing Twitch events, I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Hey, we, mm -hmm. we, we know exactly where they are. And, but uh, it has limited time. And so yes. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, hey, good question, good topic. Um, you know, I, I think they do need to be touched on, whether it's a, a directional, whether you slow down the pings, the information, whether you make weight class um, versions of it. You know, I feel like they could do a lot with it. I do like it, though. And I and I like the idea to where you could have counter 
um, you know, to it to where they add another module that can just play havoc with someone says seismic and oh shit I don't know where these people are I mean imagine if you look down and all of a sudden you see targets to your to your rear or something and they're really not there but it's going to take your focus away so I think yeah. it, it could be cool I agree. I like the idea of deployable decoys. I think that'd be a really cool role for light mechs to, you know, Isn't that what the I am every and then drop them down like little seismic mines. Like a thumper? Like yeah, a yeah. dune? I am a de deployable decoy. As opposed to it being physically attached to the mech and where your actual mech is moving. Something that you can flank the enemy with and leave behind. That would be really cool to see. Alright, very cool. Alright, moving on to next topic. Let's go ahead and do it. Kalos. If you guys... Do you have a new topic, or were you going to respond? Actually, I had a new topic. I was going to ask about the host state rewind. That I've noticed that I can aim straight at the mech and hit him, and I can still lead the mech and hit him. I wondered if it's actually in my best interest as a more advanced player to actually lead a mech anyway and not rely on host state rewind to get a hit. What weapons are we talking about? Uh, primarily, like, medium lasers, that sort of thing. Is Has it any... something you've noticed that you don't have to be precision accurate with a laser and still make a hit? That's what I was just going to ask. Is anybody else noticing this? And I... is is precision accuracy still viable? I mean, are you still able to hit what you're aiming for? I, I've noticed personally that I think it's just how the weapon acts. Uh, for instance, with the laser, I can move that laser because as a duration. So if I don't hit pinpoint, like when I'm aiming, I can move it over, you know, so you can slowly adjust where something like ballistics or even PPCs, how they are, you don't have that window of opportunity, right? You fire and you miss. So you got to aim a little bit. So I've noticed recently uh, with ballistics and just with ballistics, primarily, I've seen a lot of like miss hits. Now, there could be a lot of reasons. Networking issues, obviously, host state rewind and stuff like that. So I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if the player was lagging or server or something like that. But I have noticed that uh, with some ballistics, you know, uh, PPCs and AC-10s, like I've hit a target and no registration. So obviously, I would like more info to seeing like, hey, uh, from PGI, like, hey, you know, what are you guys doing? Obviously, it's a continued thing to where you guys are working on it. But And actually, about the hitting a guy and not getting a register. I wonder if that's because you're simultaneously hitting them with multiple weapons. The server registers one and the others go are misses. Because if I stagger them out, I seem to get hits more consistently. If I do one and you know if I chain fire rather than now, one granted, alpha. I, I will I will go out on a limb and say the game is still so much better than it used to be. And now, you know, sometimes we take things for granted. Like when laser uh host state rewind first came out, it was night and day difference, right? Um, you know, when you look at back in, you know, a few months ago before any of these went in, it was a lot worse. I mean, having to, to lag shoot with anything, especially ballistics, was really painful and missiles and stuff like that. Now, that being said, um, I've noticed ACs specifically being affected and um, it would be nice to get an update on that. But, you know, Garth always says it's something that they're working on. Yeah, constantly. I mean, it's not like a certain path. I think it's more of a technical on. thing behind the scenes. And, you know, they can just be like, well, we're working on it. And it's always going to be one of those things that they're fighting. So I think what we want to hear is that they acknowledge that there's still an issue because I do hear people talking about this. I do see sometimes, you know, uh, either myself or when I'm in spectator mode, people shooting the ground, but still getting hits. So hmm. there's there's obviously some issues still. Haven't they already? Acknowledged that? Pretty much. Yeah. But continue to acknowledge it so that appeases everybody who's worrying that they're okay with it now or whatever. You know, 
So do you guys actually lead with your laser still, trying not to make host state rewind work for you? No, I don't. No, I don't. I just I put it on target. To. Yeah, no. Because yeah. I find myself doing it because I'm always afraid that the guy that's dead that's watching me is going to be seeing me missing. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> well, I have yeah. noticed when you're spectating someone, I think you're actually... I'd have to get confirmation on this, but have you ever noticed when you're spectating someone, it seems like they miss quite a bit? Is it your own? Yeah. Yeah, what I think well, what's I happening... Think the spectating thing is actually more like what the server is, because you're a third party. The guy shoots, he gets a hit, his crosshair turns red, so you know he got a hit, but you didn't. Yeah. You saw the shot miss. So you I saw think the it's, state rewind working. Yeah, I think what you're seeing is the system behind the scenes of basically saying, yeah, the player... Yeah, I think there's a there's a disconnect, whether it's a slight delay or you're basically seeing one end of the, the host state rewind because I've noticed that I'm like, holy crap, man, these people are like horrible. And then like they're not, though, they're they're getting hits, they're doing damage. And I'm like, oh, OK, so, um, it, yeah, that's definitely interesting. I think because you're switching over to them, um, <laughs> like Darren Dyrus and I said, he's like, I wonder what the hell the guy is doing. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, good question. You know, obviously with host state rewind with the missiles, I haven't noticed a difference per se. Um, I'm, I guess I'm just so used to because they have a travel time. I'm so used to. Well, that and they have a shotgun spread. So even if you yeah. hit them one, you get some feedback. You don't know if yeah. you hit them with all of them or not. I mean, really. It's not like the um, auto cannons when host state rewind wasn't like that used to be painful. And that's why I used to not use ACs very much. You know, it's because it was just like, oh my God, like. I have no idea where this guy, where I need to aim ahead or whatever, but uh, it's a good question, Kalos, and hopefully uh, we'll actually touch base with Garth, uh, Garth about this, because you know, it, it is obviously an ongoing thing. I don't think there is ever, like, it'll be 100% fixed, or maybe it will be, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, I just want to ask him if I, I should still lead a target, because I know host state rewinds there, and, it's, and it's, it works, but is it my best interest to lead him anyway? Yeah, I think there's so many variables, you know, someone's uh, where they're out in the world, they're paying their connection and some things just it, no matter what system you have in place will it are affected by those things. But uh, good question, Kalos. All right. What's the next topic? Boo, eh, who's who's up next? Uh, who's got next? I do believe Moonsword would. Moonsword, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello, sir. I actually wanted to talk a bit about the host state rewind as well because I do have very high pings. So what is your experience then? Well my experience is I can see that I'm hitting the target on my screen yet everyone who's been spectating me is going but you're trailing behind a long way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean you Aussies, you're fucked no matter what. Within <laughs> game. Yeah, pretty much. Well, but, I think this is this is a good point to say why and how it's so important for there to be regional servers. And I know a lot of people um, don't understand the full, uh, you know, full reason why. And and there's more to do it to it just than networking. And the reason being is when you when you know the community starts gearing up for community warfare, what's going to happen is, and of course this is total speculation, but they have stated a few things, and it's just like any uh, game. The North American servers, when community warfare kicks off, you'll have the the planetary battles are going to happen at a time frame. So uh, let's just say they're from seven o'clock at night to eleven o'clock Eastern. So it gives everyone a chance to be able to defend or attack in those time frames. You can't just have it anytime, any place, you know, anywhere. Uh, and where, world of tanks. Now my point is, if you don't have regional servers, 
um, basically it screws everyone outside the U.S. time zone. And so, you know, for everyone who's like, oh, no, no regional service, blah, blah, blah. Well, it screws the guys in Europe, in Australia, because now they're having to fight on primetime U.S. time zone, which sometimes is not possible. Like, oh, like, yeah, we should expect them to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and fight. Well, so, well there, there's certainly no game that we know of that have rates on a way like that. <laughs> I know, that right? happens to be extremely successful. But they, they also battle a different game design it's a persistent game in eve no in eve that and they also have been battling the whole um system in eve now they sort of created a, a time frame of what 12 hours uh to uh, you know reinforcement so basically when you attack someone um said item would come out of reinforce and could be destroyed and but it's in a 12 hour time zone or 12 hour you know left or right so it didn't benefit anyone better than the other um but now with this i feel like this is a big thing for people to understand is to make it fair for anybody outside the u.s you have to have regional service now that being said what are we going to see with pgi implementing community warfare i do not think you're going to see everyone on the same um uh, map if you will so eu and if they do like an australian australian server or something like that you guys are going to be on your own community warfare map. Um, I don't see it working to where it's cross across all three or however many servers, um, which well, I think sucks. But I think you like World of Tanks. I believe um, you can go to whatever continents you want to, but some you know you can choose something that's to your time zone, or if you want to fight well, out of your no, time no, zone, no, you no, can. not go to. What I'm saying is, uh, if Planet X gets taken on the North American server will not be oh, planet x saying. on the europe so or australian universes yes it'll be set because if you don't like now granted the technical perspective behind it i i don't know how they would handle it but when it comes down to it if it's unbalanced because of time zones you just can't have it so i, I have a feeling that would um moon sword um because like he just said australian server yeah right when does australia ever get their own server what my question to you is when you when there are multiple servers let's say a european and a u.s server i said saw somebody make a mention of this what would you normally pick are you do you usually have better performance with the u.s or uh, european normally i get a lot better performance with u.s servers because normally when i'm playing my pings in the 300s but if i'm hitting a european server i notice that i'm in the four to five hundred areas Jeez. most of the time good god i feel so sorry for you guys yeah uh, so it's a it's a big decision. We do need more information about it, but unfortunately, right now, like they've stated, there are some things that are just out of their control, and it's more or less due to the infrastructure, if you will, of the internet and some of these countries that they just they can't do anything, and that's why regional servers are so important. But uh, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, and this is something that I want to lead and sort of ping you guys. I was having a discussion with uh, someone last night on Skype for a few hours, and we were talking about Battletech and the clan invasion. Now, out of this discussion, we basically came to sort of a similar conclusion of that the clan invasion for me, it was too easy for the inner sphere. It was, it, it felt like they weren't up against the wall yet you know and, and being pressed to to form the you know star league and get things and I, I really wonder if you know catalyst games has ever thought about like obviously i don't think they'll redo it but now you guys as um listeners and stuff and, and readers and followers of the BattleTech lore do you guys agree and what i mean by this is it's i felt like the clans should have hit terra 
And it would have been like a Crusader clan would have won, you know, like Clan Wolf or Smoked Agro or something like that. And it would have got worse to, you know, where the Crusaders, you know, were the ones that would, um, you know, go out there and try to basically take over the Inner Sphere. And then that's like, to me, I felt like it wasn't like the, the, the Inner Sphere factions weren't up against the wall yet. And I just felt like it was all just sort of sped up in the battle for Tuki. It, it just sort of... It, it took away from the overall reading. I mean, how do you guys feel? Uh, is there anyone who who agrees, wow. disagrees? I'll I'll disagree with you because he had Luthien be dropped with a major clan invasion. Tharkad was like one jump away. Uh, I think if the clans took another planet in their invasion line, they would have been a jump rage of Tharkad. So that's like two of the major powers. And then you had Rassag Republic, who had what five worlds left at the end of it? Eight. Yeah, but it, it it wasn't like. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like from the looking at the overall story, the whole arcing story, what I'm saying is like, I I think it was just too easy and uh, I, I wanted to see the desperate, like a desperation should have drove it, you know, like um, in, in the current novels, like they, they band together against this common enemy, the clans and stuff. But I, I just didn't feel the, the desperate nature of the entire sort of, you know, uh, story. Yes, FRR freaking caught it to the face man i mean they're they were the ones the brunt of it i mean that's that's what was luthien of course was just part of the wedge i mean into, into the draconis combined now i, I don't well, know i mean the capital well yeah, yeah but i mean it wasn't it wasn't like if they would have taken over luthien draconis combined would have just folded up and would have been no oh, longer luthien. no yes yes it would have is it not especially the with the draconis combine government the center of their commerce I think and, what's going and on here... not just that, the center of their culture. I mean, they were such a centralized society. Phil, you're... Davion, what I'm, what I'm saying boy. is... Did they not I, reach... Uh, yeah, what I'm saying is I felt Davion like... Enough. Yeah, Kayla said it right. It was over too quickly. And then the clans never... We never really saw the clans to the, to the sort of what they were. And I, I felt like that struggle of... The inner sphere was on the brink of literally being wiped out, and then they banded together, you know. And 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 um, I just felt like the clans. Anyways, I don't, you know. What do you guys think out there in the the audience? X up if you you got your own uh, thoughts on this topic. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna throw out my quick uh, opinion here, just because it, it's something I've noticed. I think Phil, one of the things is <sighs> when you look at the way the whole storyline goes. To me. What you described would be perfect if this thing was being written now. If it was like a TV show or something, that sort of uh, artistic direction for the story would be exactly right of the way the way science fiction and, and just programs in general are handled nowadays. They like to put everything right on the edge. But this stuff was, was conceived back in the 80s, am I wrong? And so I think there was a whole different attitude that I think that influenced a lot of why the story is the way it is. True. Yeah. No, and no. also, you know, hindsight. So it, it just, it did happen the way it happened, whether it happened too quickly or not. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to feel, I know there's other, um, there's uh, fan made lore uh, and different timelines and storylines and stuff. I, I just think like somebody I... said earlier, we just need to JJ Abrams it, start all over. <laughs> Now, how would you guys feel about wow. if that now, obviously, a lot of people don't like the Dark Age or, you know, obviously it's changed, you know, and they're implementing all this stuff. How would you guys feel if they literally just stopped either there was a catastrophe or something and they started new um, and maybe told was, the, the from the story of like Star League? No, what I'm saying is, yes, 
Would you guys be okay with that? I'll be but I was trying fine. to segue it into the Battletech movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Battletech movie. Nice Who try. would you have as a director, and what year would you pick? And please, nobody say fucking... Michael Bay? Yes. Sweden? <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even want to say his Yui name. Bowl! Let's get Oh, God, guy. no. Just get the same director yes. as it does Resident Evil movies, right? Oh, per yes, exactly. That's the guy. Yeah, or that's one of them. the guy. Phil, well, what about you? Who do you want to see direct it? To be honest, I think this is really tough um, because I don't know the names of all the directors. I'm not like the guy up that to, did to age. Movie. Well, uh, obviously, you know, we talk about Avatar a lot. We talk, you know, Spielberg's name was thrown out there as well. Now, granted, uh, I was just last night again. I was talking about some of this, and uh, like I thought, uh, um, the movie uh, Super Eight. Uh, was done by Spielberg, and it was actually done by J.J. Abrams. I didn't know yeah. that, but James Cameron, um, Spielberg, I think. Would, but what I feel like is, um, I would want to see the dark, the gritty, the realistic. Uh, you know, basically think of BattleTech, but in the d light of like Game of Thrones. You know, to where it's real, and I think that's why people love it. Doing Superman, Chris Nolan. Yeah, he's good at making things dark. He's good as yeah, I can see that. Good. And people talk like this. <laughs> Everybody. I, I'm Batman. In order to adapt the Battletech movie to a modern audience, how many changes would you have to make? Well, hmm. the same that when you're adapting the original Star Trek to a modern movie. But movies in it. Think how cheese with, that was. I actually don't think it'd be that it, bad. The lore changes now. Right. Okay, um, here, here's going to be my troll answer. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Great. Everybody sit down. Read the forms. Jordan. George Lucas, it does Far oh. County. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we need Brandon to speak up more often. This is awesome. Go ahead. Uh, serious answer, Gareth Evans and the Legend of Jade Phoenix trilogy. Jade Phoenix trilogy. I I could I could go for that, but it would introduce them to the clans, you know, at, at a time. Hmm. Does anybody it, out it's there? It's a very good way to get into their culture. I mean, the whole from birth to end—that's the entire thing. Anyone in the audience have any opinions, director? Um, what time frame? How they should make the movie, etc. There's I think a ton it, of opinions out there. Look at them. Well, I, 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 I think there could. I think there you. could be a lot of time frames they could do. They could do the thirty twenty-five. They could do the you know uh, invasion. Um, obviously, like MWO is doing the clan invasion. Uh, and stuff like that. I think. I think. Uh, to me, though, is I would. I would. I wouldn't want it just to be one movie. Like I feel like they could definitely do a lot more. And obviously, we've talked about this. Good. Yeah, it would have to be good. And Kalos, what do you think? Well, I was wondering if you would in a movie. Would you want to keep the hereditary battle mech, the space feudalism thing that they had before the clans? Because once the clans happened, that part seemed to disappear. I mean, you had dukes and stuff that ruled sections of the of the nation. But as the individual like fighters ended up being like, well, this is a sergeant instead of a knight or something like that. I always thought the older techno-feudalism thing was actually really cool. It was cool, but I feel like when when I read the novels, I don't look at it in the 80s style anymore. I do look at it, I guess, when I'm you know imagining things. I look at it in a modern-day perspective. And so some of those things have faded away you know like i i guess it's because i've grown up a little bit i have a little bit more worldly experience and stuff so i feel like um you know when it comes to that it would just be updated it's like it's like looking at the uh, artwork in the 80s of battletech 
and then looking at like stuff like FD, Shimmering Sword, and Short Painter are doing now. I mean, that's what I would want to see. I wouldn't want to see sort of the, the original sort of <laughs> like, you know, I would want to see someone modernize it and bring it to something like that it's fast paced, action packed thing. And no, little, no, little what I'm robot jocks and no, what I'm just saying is art and how you how it's on the screen i would expect someone to modernize it and and make it so hey this is happening in the future and to see that clash of technology right because and i think that's something that's unique to battletech is you would have like a world where people would be starving or would live out and you know didn't have much technology and here's a battle mech that like this sophisticated thing you have a drop ship coming out like it's it's sort of like looking at it's the a dirty future like Firefly. If you well, just that just imagine the awesome. the difference of Avatar, the the de- technology difference. I mean, you obviously some of it's not like that, but what I'm saying is like there's a huge uh, desync with technology, and yet it's so normalized, and uh, but yet they've lost a lot of the old stuff. Anyways, I think it'd be cool. Um, but uh, yeah, and now, there's been some suggestions that the the movie should be about Solaris. Um, my opinion on that is absolutely fucking no, because all that's going to do <laughs> is bring back robot jocks. We don't need that again. It needs to be something with a storyline and in a much broader perspective. See, Not that I wouldn't want to hear Duncan Fisher, but yeah, robot no, no, jocks, but good. <laughs> well, let's throw Duncan Fisher. You got Pacific Rim Rim coming out now. It does look good, but to me, it I just. I, I just feel like it's like uh, when when I when I watched now cool there's a lot of cool stuff behind it I was watching a YouTube video on the like cockpit they actually like built this damn thing it's like uh, 20 you know 30 I... feet tall it moves I mean like it actually moves the, the characters are strapped in like the actors are strapped into this thing when it's moving like everything so it looked really cool but for me I was just thinking wow this is like robot jocks just this like is modern. It no. <laughs> bugs me that there's two of them. It totally, totally oh, bugs yeah. me. I would Why want my own fucking mech. I don't know. But anyways, uh, not to harp on that. I'm actually, I'm going to go watch it. I, I look forward to it. But um, now, actually, I have it, the answer for the reason there's two of them. It's to really? make a bromance movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. oh, you know what? That makes so much more sense now. All right. Thank so you. moving on to the next topic. And this is specifically, I know Alex was interested in, or Greg was interested in hearing, <laughs> um, the character in the novels you didn't like and why, and I will be first to go. Katrina Steiner. I wanted to wrangle her neck, the bitch. I, growing up and reading just the why? manipulative, just. From what novel and what made you pissed about All her? of them, dude. All really? Every single novel she was in, it reminded me how satisf- satisfied was what happened to her at the very end when she became a bondsman of some clan wolf, uh, you know, Khan at the time. Like, I was like, yes, suffer for the rest of your life, bitch. And wow. uh, yeah, so that's that's how much I, I don't Still like her. Still has issues. I think like, there's got to be something. Katrina in... Steiner was like a character in Game of Thrones instead. <laughs> it's like Cersei, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. God. Like you admire her in some ways. For her, you know, but like, not even close, man. You admire Cersei for any reason? Well, no, yeah, you I'm have sorry, to. What? Look she, at she. She's an hey, evil, hold on, hold on. Hateful bitch. Holy yeah, she, shit! What? But look at look at her character attributes. She she is loyal. She's very strong. I mean, look what she has yeah. to put up with. Now, when and you look she's at that, really strong for sleeping with her brother. Hey, now I'm not saying I that like her. Strength. What I'm saying is, like, you can admire that characteristic. And so, as far as like Katrina, though. I, I sort of look at her like uh, Cersei Lannister, I guess. I don't know. That's just me. What about you guys? What characters do you hate? Justin Allard. 
What? Because mm. <laughs> he's is it because he's a douchebag, Allard. Why, why, do, why do you say that? Because he's a douchebag. How? I mean, like any specific examples? Just like the way he behaves in, let's say, uh, the warrior. He gives too. a bad name to Asian descent. He does that too, and Michael Stackpole did too. But well, well, the whole point of the Justin, he was supposed to be a, a spy. Sue. <laughs> you mean a Gary Sue? That's Stu? true. Gary no, no, Stu. definitely a Mary Sue. Gary Sue. No, no, Mary Sue. Wow. Interesting. I don't know. Agree to disagree, boys. See yeah. now. I, I personally don't hate really, I mean, any uh, other than the obvious bad guys that you're supposed to hate or whatever, I don't really have any over-emotional feelings towards any of the characters. Now, Phil's going to hate me for this, but I can't. Don't you dare say it, Phil on Kel. <laughs> okay. Uh, really? Oh, either. Why do you not like Grayson? He is the worst written, stupidest oh, character so in the entire universe. Also a Mary Sue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, Mary see, I, I think it's unfair for Laura to pipe in here. And the, the reason why, Laura, is mm -hmm. you're you're very well... Um, Known? Spoken? No, no, no. She she, she reads a lot. Obviously, she's edu like educated. Like, well read. She, yeah, and, and when she looks at the novels, she's not looking at them from like what, how we were growing up Wait, reading them. The perspective of a 12-year-old boy? Yes, and, and I feel like that's... No, that, that sort was of the takes away. Audience. And for that audience, that's great. But going back to read it now, it's like, oh, God. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm that's saying. Like, oh, so look, he fell in love with the girl. When I read them right two, now, though, when I read them right now. A question on page three. No, when I read them right now, I, I obviously I still enjoy them and for the nostalgic purposes. But obviously, now that I'm older, I do look at it in different light. But I, and, you know, maybe I just, uh, my, I almost upgrade, if you will, when I'm reading it. I, I don't put it down for those little flaws that it has or a lot of those flaws. Huge but hey, you know, that's that's what you're going to get when you read that these novels. Said, stuff like Wolves on the Border are fantastic. Yeah, Wolves on the Border was great. In fact, uh, the whole Blood of Kransky trilogy is still good. A lot of the later novels were still good. It's just the the really early ones have some issues. But one I... character in the later novels that I can't stand You'll also hate me for this, and I know it's going to be controversial to say, but if you thought Justin Allard was bad, Kai Allard Leal oh, God. is so, much to look so annoying. How is he annoying, though? Like, he never comes off, he's never pompous about it, he's very humble. I'd, I'd um, understand Victor, maybe. Yeah, I can understand Victor. Victor, Victor at least grows. Kai has... An inferiority complex. Yeah, he grows the out of that. No, when? he grows out of it. When? When he starts Name to fall time. in love and realize that he is badass and that he does have the chops that his parents thought he had, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He grows out of it. Specifically when he's on the Backworlds planet, when he's surviving and he meets, yeah, you know, his first future when. wife, he starts to change. I think in that totally in that novel. And that experience. Okay, then skip skip forward a, a few novels and see if he's not wrestling with the same questions, saying the mm. same lines, being the same mope. I don't know. It, I, I, I was, appreciate it when, when it he blows the, the his battletech skill and his fighting in Solaris, it was um you know, whether he was worthy or not to lead the Capellan uh, not the Capellan first, the Saint Ives Compact. All I know is I enjoyed Oh I'm not good enough and I, I'm doing so many bad things and I have all this power, but it's not enough power. <laughs> I don't know what you're... All I know is I enjoyed when he blew the... Literally the mech 
from underneath and the fuselage and the cockpit off from Vlad's Timberwolf on Stronomectomy. I really appreciated that with the, uh, the AC-20, so... Let's, was... uh, let's uh, move on to oh. a new topic. I was about to say Devlin Stone. Jeez. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, guys, what other topics do you guys have out there? Uh, whether it's uh, MechWarrior, Battletech, any of the you stuff. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk what about do you the talk? Alpha Strike. We've been dealing okay. with that a lot lately, and I do believe that the... I, I feel personally that the Alpha Strike needs to be nerfed in some way. I have no idea how to do that. Um... But, okay, you know, so when we're talking about alpha, high alpha damage here, and we're talking about MWO, we're specifically, are, what weapon system are we talking about necessarily? Because you don't see the mm, Hunchback PPCs 4P. Mostly. Okay, so PPCs. All right, so PPCs, and we look at the characteristics. Don't look at that the Stalker or any other mech uh, can carry X amount of them. That's not necessarily. Boating isn't a problem. It's the weapon and how it's implemented, I think, is the problem. And well, the, does anybody the, else see anything other than the PPC? I mean, are we AC-20s? Do they fall in that category? No, you know why you don't see five or six uh, large laser stalkers or other mechs like they used to? is because it's not instantaneous damage high alpha to one location. Um, you, you have to hold your large laser onto a specific target, specific location, and that gives the target ability to torso twist and evade the large majority of damage. Now, the reason why a lot of people complain about the PPCs is because it's it's a relatively easy weapon to use, doesn't take a whole lot of skill. Uh, yes, it is heavy, it is hot, but you can pack four on, and obviously with uh, the heat system and stuff like that, you can alpha, 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 coolant, alpha, alpha, coolant, coolant, you know, like... So, if PPCs are really the only weapon right now that have this issue, it's not the, the system that's wrong, it's the weapon and the characteristics of the weapon that I feel like need to be looked at. Or it's the coolant that's wrong, which brings back to the entire point about coolant that I brought up when we were talking about whether or not that was going to be a good thing. Well, Paracle. no, cool, coolant flush isn't a big issue out there. It, it's just the fact that even when someone's not using coolant flush, you can literally two-shot any mech with a Stalker 6 PPC bow. Or, or one-shot somebody that has a little bit of damage. Yeah, mm -hmm. or... and. and so I've had a lot of discussions about this. Now, I have my own uh, uh, views and opinions when it comes to this, but I'm not going to say PGI, you got to do this because it's, it's the only way. But when you look at PPCs and you read about them in the novels, the, the one consistent thing it talks about is PPCs are like man-made lightning. Now, one thing you read early in the novels in the Warrior Trilogy and some of the other novels is that it's a lot like a... a duration weapon it's a lot like a beam like the lasers in mwo right now that's actually how how it's described it's not just this ballistic uh you know round that goes and has a velocity You're it's more about like like an electrical arc like it's yes yeah. if you will and um so i feel like they have to look at the characteristics of the ppc and the way i look at it is the problem isn't the ppc just as far as the problem is the ppc's characteristics that it, it it's a relatively fast firing weapon for seconds, but it's that the fact that it can do 15 plus damage or whatever to one location compounded with, you can have five others along with it and basically two shot things. So if you were looking at the PPC in that manner and just, just fixing just the PPC, turn it into a skill based weapon, just like the lasers. Lasers are skill based weapons. So are ACs and stuff just because of the travel time velocity and stuff like that. But 
obviously you don't see boating issues and everybody using uh you know these weapons so obviously ppc is the issue so look at I making it what you're saying but keep in mind that lightning is instantaneous so okay uh, uh, i hear you here but time, look at cool. a good uh let me pull up a video for you to look at and take a look at this youtube video now obviously this is district nine it has to do when uh, they're testing out the alien weapons and stuff now I never have thought Battletech or MechWare, any MechWare game has really got PPCs correct. I've never thought that about uh, the PPCs. I, I felt like it's always, it's never quite right. Um, and the PPCs right now in MWO feel a lot like the PPCs in MechWarrior 3. And I feel like change the characteristics of the weapon, make it a beam, make it a skill based weapon. So you can still have six and you can still do 60 damage if your target isn't moving. It also solves the problem of if someone's jump jetting and shooting six PPCs at you know once when they're coming down. Now, if the weapon has a duration, uh, even if it's like one and a half, two seconds, at least when you get hit by six of them, you have a few, like a split second to react and at least twist. So all the uh, damage is applied in one location. So if you look at how PPC is aesthetically how that is, that's how I would handle a PPC. And that's what I see PPCs are a problem is it's the high alpha damage and that they literally can two shot a mech and they're not a very high skilled weapon. It doesn't take a whole lot to put your crosshairs on a target and pull the trigger. So. Okay, we got anybody, a couple people that want to anybody uh, else? chime in. Yeah, Pericles. Uh, Pericles, you're up. I was going to say, the uh, well, the latest patch notes they released, they were talking about how after uh, three PPC shots, you're going to get a heat bonus if you're alpha striking more than three PPCs. And that if you have, I think it said 150% heat after you alpha, it would basically core you. So, like, those six PPC stalkers that, you know, would fire when they're at 90% heat would basically destroy themselves as soon as they alpha with all six PPCs. Well, I think what they said is if you fire three in less than a half a second, if you fired your other three or all of your weapons in a half a second, you would get that penalty. But if you waited that half a second, you wouldn't. So is that going to solve the issue? Well, I'm going to say no to the high skilled players out there. You guys are really good. Waiting a half a second is nothing. You, you will you will fix it. So is it going to solve putting three PPCs on target? And then waiting half a second, putting another three PPCs on the same target. I don't feel like that's going to fix it. Now, I do like the idea of a, that heat system. If you're boning, say, you know, you want to press the line. I feel like it's going to help be, with all the other weapons, even medium lasers, large lasers, PPCs. Or maybe if you're just running a combination of and you're pushing the heat. I feel like it's a good thing. But I still don't feel like it's solving the issue of PPCs. Like, I, I just don't, you know. Mr. Planetarian, did you have a comment? All right. Well, if we're, we'll wait for him. Anybody else in the crew have anything to say about right, this? Sorry, never mind. I oh, self-muted. Oh, oh, no problem. All right. Well, basically, um, you know, the problem isn't necessarily just how the PPC is designed. Uh, large lasers can be just as dangerous on big targets, and they're lighter, you know. But the problem is they're just so effective all around, really. And I mean, we've seen specialized builds die out in these last couple of patches, mainly because map sizes have grown. Well, look at why, why has the large laser boats faded to PPCs? And the main reason is obviously PPCs got the buff a few patches ago because they needed it at the time before Host State Rewind. They definitely needed it. But when Host State Rewind went in and the damage and speed, you know, still increased, PPCs were just 
ridiculously OP. Everyone still has, you know, everyone has them. And I feel like, why was that change? And I think if I look at the characteristics of the large laser compared to the PPC, obviously range is one of those factors, right? Heat's really not a factor because what they're talking about is alpha, you know, anyways. But I feel like it's because large lasers require you to hold your target on. Like you're not, if if someone knows what they're doing and you're hitting them with that many lasers, they're going to torso twist or look, you know, the other direction. And you're not going to do all of your damage to one location. Whereas you're not able to do that with the PPCs. Right? Yeah, I think if you have a choice between getting hit between six large lasers or six PPCs, most people are going to pick the large lasers. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. But it's like I said, it's a good all-around weapon. I won't deny that PPCs are easier to use, but the large laser can be a more dangerous weapon depending on what kind of make you're piloting, obviously, and uh, what they are piloting. In the but right there's hands. also the issue, yeah, exactly. But the big issue I would argue is the maps, really, because we have no way of selecting specialized build re builds right now because of the uh, random selection. But if we get the uh, dropship lobby, for example, I think we could see a return of SRM-based builds, for example, since uh, right now, if you vote uh, streaks on like a Splatcat or the A1, for example, you know, when you get the Alpine Peaks, you're basically screwed for the entire game. Well, like I said, I like large lasers. I use them on a lot of my builds. Um, so, you know, looking at two different weapon systems, like why take an, an ERPPC? It's supposed to have that extra range. It's a little bit hotter. Does, you know, and I just feel like the PPC in general um, is a problem. I mean, you know, we saw it with the Goss Cats, you know, Goss Fracks, and the Goss got a nerf as far as the damage, and they ex explode. And, you know, AC-20s, to me, the one weapon systems that are supposed to do the high alpha damage are AC-20s and Gauss rifles. You know, like that's that's what's supposed to like hit you and do instantaneous large amounts of damage to those but locations. But thank God you can't put six of them on any mech. <laughs> no, but you can put two of them. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that there. I mean, while I agree, Phil, as far as your idea for the fix of the PPCs making it more like an electrical arc and damage over time, I don't think that'll happen. Um, so that means with this yeah, fix no, coming no. in. Yeah, what, what I'm saying patch. is, what what other ideas, how could they, obviously... Well, what I'm wondering is, okay, so they're going to put this thing into the next patch, and I think we kind of know where that will play out. So it won't completely fix it. Will, do they just need to adjust it more? Do they need to build on to what they're doing to make it so that, you know, it is effective to the level we need? I think it'll, I think it'll add to the gameplay. I think it will help, but I don't think it's affecting the PPCs. Like, I, I, I just, I feel like... You're still going to see three PPC, like, a few, what was it, Monday, Tuesday, for the first few matches we had, Darren? It was Monday. We we ran into assaults after assaults after assaults, and almost every single one of them had either three ER PPCs and a Goss, or three PPCs right. and a Goss, or six PPCs. And when you're and, in a medium or a lightly armored heavy, and you come around a corner, one shot, you're either yeah. almost dead or you're dead. It's frustrating. Yeah, and, and so, obviously, there's context of, you know, matchmaking mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but the weapon itself... It's not in line with the other weapon systems, I don't think yet. And I don't think they'll change it as far as its characteristics or how it's handled, like into a beam or something like that. That might be a little bit more difficult to do. Um, but, you know, um, if they're using sort of a beam mechanic behind the system, if they take like the large laser and they modify it into like a PPC, change the particle effect and all that fun stuff, then at least it would be using the host at remind of the lasers as well. So obviously you could adjust damage and all that fun stuff. Another but, possibility uh, is just making them significantly less pinpoint accurate. When you're talking again about lightning, lightning isn't a needle. It you know goes all over the place. So maybe you aim at a target and you might hit their left torso, you might hit their right leg or something like that. You know, more of a 
Hmm. I don't know. Well, Making it less accurate. I mean, that would obviously piss off a lot of people. Moonsword, but... uh, you got a response to this? Yes, I do. It's actually to do with how the weapons are set up with the hard points. Because your PPC, that is not exactly designed to be a small weapon, is it? Absolutely not. So, what they could do instead is introduce a large bore hard point. So, something like the Awesome, which is designed to carry your PPCs, that's got large bore hard points on it. Well, we've we've talked about that before, and that's that's like a game changer. Now you're talking about like we've talked about the different hard point systems of having assault and heavy and medium, and, and that's and I, I said it then, and I'll probably I'll go on the record. It's not going to happen. That's a game changing. That's like changing everything. And remember, the awesome wasn't designed just to carry PPCs, and it's a translation of um, that's why you have the hard point system, and that's like. Uh, that's why you have different variants and stuff like that. I mean, like, that's like saying the, um, I was about to say Rifleman, the Jaeger mech is only a support mech. Says who? You know, there's no, there's no role. You create your role. You create that, you know, uh, setup on a particular mech. So I, I just don't foresee them changing the hard point and like, no, I, I think that's way too big, way too big of a. It, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, I agree. It's just another one of those things that's not going to happen, just like PPCs aren't going to become damage over time. Um, definitely a good topic. Thanks for those that piped in. I'd like to cover one more thing before we uh, wrap for the no. day. Okay, what? Well. Oh, nothing. I'm just saying, let's get one more thing. <laughs> well, we do have a few things before we get off here. First, we've got, uh, obviously, okay. MechWare Online. We've got the Assault and Conquer Challenge going on. Obviously, it's 10 and 10, 10 wins Conquest, 10 wins Assault. Do you guys enjoy those out in their live studio audience? Do you guys enjoy these little things to get, you know, free gifts? I mean, obviously, you don't have to opt in. It's just if you do it, you do it. Okay, yes, pretty much across the board. You guys get your SoCal bullet? More importantly, is there anybody that doesn't like them? And that's the person I want to hear from. <laughs> They're like, uh, I just don't like them. Just not I like finished them. mine last night. I'm happy. You know, <laughs> I think the uh, prizes should probably be something you can't just buy. I, I think I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat here for a moment. And uh, or tinfoil neurohelm, and say that this is a test for the achievement system. Mm-hmm. Very possible, huh? Hey, possible. we got somebody that doesn't like it. Alex, whoa, speak up, buddy. We want to hear from the angry Alex. Scotsman. Is just angry, and that's why he doesn't like it. <laughs> I want to hear his voice. I don't like it. Right, any <laughs> reason or that's just it. because? Yes, yes. There's a reason. I don't like conquest mode. I hate it. <laughs> well, there's a reason. Why should I have to play the conquest mode? Hey, if you want the 50 cal hangily dangly thing, so cal, you gotta so do cal. it. Suck it up. <laughs> no. I, right, I think it's cool. Um, uh, I'd like to, obviously, I, I, I like him just for the fact that you don't have to opt in. I am, you know, like, I'm wondering, say I don't go to the forums and I didn't know about it and I don't really read the home or, you know, click on any of the, like, and I didn't know about the... Oh challenge like how would i know i got the item like it's you know what i'm saying it's not like i would be like oh i feel like there should be like a pop-up saying hey dummy you just won this because you you know did this maybe in ui 2.0 well, that'll happen you can go to your stats and look under challenges and it shows all past no ones. but if someone yeah, doesn't go to the forums yeah if they're just regular joe schmo they would have no idea they just like won three this three months later you would go there and be like what the hell is this how did i get this i didn't buy this ah, okay yep why is there a squirrel <laughs> in my cockpit um another thing what? uh the quick draw by the way, variants have been released. 
Uh, if you haven't checked this out, by the way, there's been a lot of speculation. And so you have the uh, the quick draw 4G, 4H, and 5K. Now, right off the top, and obviously we're not going to get too far into this, um, the only difference really between the 4G and 4H is rear-facing weapons, which aren't in MWO. So, you know, we don't know the... Yeah, I don't know. And then obviously the 5K is all energy. Uh, it looks like just from the uh, the, the picture. Um, now, I'm going to tell you this because I'm going to love it. Stock speed. Look at that. Stock speed of 81 kph. Yes, Phil will be rocking these. I am going to love this. You know, I don't. It is going to be a fun mech. And oh, I it's going to be great. It will be something that uh, competes a little bit with the dragon. And they all have jump jets, too. Yep. Ooh. I kind of have a feeling I'm going to like it better than the dragon, even though I still want to love that dragon. I don't Very like the dragon. The price point going to be the same as the dragon. I don't know. It's 60 tons. I mean, uh, I, I bet you... I think the 5K has upgraded features like double heat sinks and stuff like that, so it may be a little bit more expensive, but... Hmm. Well, it depends, uh, BB. It depends if you take it off the lot or not. I mean, once you take that dragon off the lot, yeah, it's like half value. Lose its value. Yeah, once yeah. you take it off of Luthien. You start up yeah. that engine, man. It's it's done. One don't step walk off. Granted, once you take it off of Luthien, you're set. <laughs> um, so, anyways, it'll be cool to see. Obviously, this comes out next Tuesday. Um, yeah, so stay tuned on that. We had uh, Paul uh, updated uh, with a gameplay update. He talked about some of the changes we were talking about. Uh, make sure to give that a read. It's it's not too lengthy, but like I said, I think it'll be a good addition. It'll be a good system to have in the game. I don't think it's going to solve the PPC boating. Um, and I say that not PPC boating. PPC alpha strikes. That's that. I think that's let's let's get rid of boating and saying boating is negative. It's not a negative thing. It's the high amount of alpha damage the PPCs do. So let's uh, do that. Um, let's see. We've got uh, community questions. We have Ferrix says, "What software do you guys use for your Twitch casts?" I actually use OBS. Um, it is, in my opinion, more. It's it's a superior product compared to XSplit. Yeah. Um, and it's free. It can do everything XSplit can do and better and free. Just throwing that out there. You can do everything you can do better. Pretty much. Um, we did have uh, another question from Adam, and he says, are the current number of module slots available per chassis set in stone, or will there be any more changes to these? And I'm going to ask Garth this, so I'm going to save this and make sure Adam posts up. Again, we have a community questions thread on our forums. That's where you guys go, post questions, and we'll read them on next week's podcast. So make sure to do that. And I'll ask Garth about this because uh, I think he was referring to like, you look at the Mastered Out 3L and the Mastered Out uh, Commando, you know, 3L's got 10 tons on and it has the same amount of modules. And if you maybe made some of the lighter mechs have, you know, four or five module slots, would it give them a one up, you know, to, to put them on equal terms? So that's what it's he funny. was basically asking. Like I was mentioning before, when when we first started playing MWO, I didn't give a shit about modules. Now I'm wanting more module slots, more and mm -hmm. more and more. Um, let's see, a quick update on uh, the project I'm working on uh, for Battletech Universe. Um, we've got, uh, I just posted up some mech porn, some eye candy, if you haven't checked it out. Um, this is actually a uh, the 2D concept and some orthos we were working on, and then of course the render of the, uh, the Locust. Um, so make sure to check that out. Obviously, we have more information coming in the near future. I just figured I'd give you guys something uh, to take a look at. Uh, mech porn's always a great thing. Make sure to follow us. Yeah, do that too. Yeah. Also, next week for the podcast, we will be discussing, obviously, 
the quick draw, what everybody thinks, because everybody will have been playing it, and uh, what happened with the patch. So that is next week's podcast. All right, there's a uh, 25% off sale right now with uh, the board game, and we got a link for you guys. You can drop that off. I think Brandon was just plugging that in. Make sure to drop that off. Make sure to go over there. And our next giveaway, speaking of which, again, is TRO 3039. You can go to our forums, enter that giveaway, and have a chance to win. And may the odds be ever in your favor. And Facebook, 3,819 likes. Hey, give us your feedback. Uh, post up there, like us. It's a great way. We post on Mac porn all the time and up-to-date information. And some of you guys are at work and you're allowed to watch Facebook, so at least you're able to like get it now. Uh, and of course, I post a lot of that content on our website now to where I wasn't able to do beforehand. So make sure to give us a like and head over to our YouTube channel as well. I've been having some issues with YouTube and so have thousands of other people so um some people have been asking why um we haven't posted up any of the twitch events or some youtube's being a total like douche a, right being now a total katrina steiner she's being a katrina steiner right now <laughs> so um as soon as i can i will post up uh the twitch events and other videos um yeah they've had a lot of problems behind the scenes i know brandon was having some with his uh channel as well Speaking of Twitch, uh, make sure to head over to NGNG TV. We've got uh, multiple different uh, streamers over there. We just brought on a new guy, Ed Meister, Ed Meister. And uh, I just want to say again, welcome, Ed. It's great to have you on the team over at NGNG TV. And of course, head over there. Uh, make sure to hit follow. That way you guys get email notifications. Those guys are doing amazing things. Impy was just doing the uh, uh, TeamSpeak Tuesdays. He had like 30 people on channel yesterday. He was having a blast. Even though and TeamSpeak was crashing. Wait, 30? Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. that it was out of our control. We had, I have no idea. But anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members for supporting this, and you guys, the audience members and the followers of NGNG. You guys are amazing. And again, you know, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, make sure to head over to our forums, register, be a part of that community. We finally have the forums and website we were talking about for six freaking months. Utilize it, abuse it, love yeah, it, actually, touch it. This is where you can get in one-on-one -on -one conversations with the uh, crew from NGNG. This, these are the only forums that I'm going to be active in, and I know that everybody else in the crew is active. So come there, discuss with us. Let's have fun. Talk amongst ourselves. With us. With and us. You, you may even see a picture of the beard every once in a while. I don't know. Maybe beard makes an appearance anyways guys this was your local no guts no galaxy mechware podcast we hope you enjoyed tonight's show this is phil this is darren this is brandon also known as catcher kill this is laura this is greg this is phil oh wait i wasn't supposed to say that oh. this is george until next time mech warriors